0: Welcome back to the Like a Bigfoot Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and I don't say this enough, but thank you guys for listening. Um I hope you are connecting with the messages of the guests as much as I am because it's been a really awesome journey and awesome adventure taking on this podcast and taking on this little little project for me. So thank you. Um all right guys so on the show if you've listened in the past we've talked to all sorts of adventurers um ultra runners athletes of all sorts um people who have just kind of like chased whimsy and gone out and explored uh and through these stories we hear about all these lessons people learn by overcoming adversity overcoming challenges that they face on their adventure um And today's episode, um, while still being grounded in adventure, because today's guest has gone on all sorts of crazy wilderness uh, treks. um, Today's episode really is about what you do with those lessons when you get back. And how do you apply those lessons to various aspects of your life, whether that's um, business whether that's family life or um, whether that's just your personal life as you're seeking out your interests, your goals, your passions. Um, And if you're like me, you've had these moments where of clarity where you go through uh, either you're doing something like for me personally, it's been in ultra running, right? Like I've done these ultra runs, these adventures and come off of them with this such like clear idea or clear lesson that I've learned and then over the next few weeks the next few months some of those lessons have they fade because you don't put enough emphasis on them and you don't try to keep them fresh in your mind and I think once you get done with an adventure those lessons are great and you do learn them in the moment but it's what do you do with that knowledge the rest of the time the rest of the year right like there's these peaks and valleys and the peaks are always like the big moments like we accomplished something right we went out and we got our goals and then you come back down from that and i think life is spent more times in those valleys not in like a negative sense like i'm not saying like most of the time life's negative no like most of the time you know you aren't necessarily having these incredible adventures um which is funny to say because i think life in general is just this amazing adventure that you can have or that you do have uh but most of the time you're not having these just high moments these peak moments right it's the rest of the time like how do you apply those lessons from those high moments through the rest of your life and i think that's what we get into today uh today's guest is george black he's the author of uh, the book, the next level, level entrepreneur. Um, formerly, the book was called Mister A, uh, Dear Mister A, Letters Revealing the Secrets of an Entrepreneur. Um, and when I read the book, I the thing I connected with the most was the very start of this because it's about a character trying to discover his passion and discover his self worth and his confidence and um basically using a mentor using a guide another character who's like an accomplished person uh using this guide's lessons um to help him find his own way and i think what i connected with because i mean you know getting down down to it like i'm not an entrepreneur (laughs) i'm a seventh grade science teacher (laughs) um and so i don't necessarily but i but at the same time i'm fascinated by entrepreneurs a couple of my best friends are entrepreneurs uh i always read i like reading business books because i like to learn the lessons that you can apply to other like areas of your life um but i'm not an entrepreneur like i don't own my own business or anything like that but i do connect with this idea of like i'm trying to become the most fulfilled in my own way that I can become and part of that is actually going out and having the courage to seek uh, seek your passions to seek out like what am I passionate about what makes life worth living for me uh, and I think that's what I really connected with when I was talking to George when I was reading the book um, and I hope you guys connect with that too because this episode isn't necessarily like like i said we've had a lot of a variety of athletes on but i think the wider scope of the show is that it is about adventure and all the aspects of adventure whether that is actually going out into the bob marshall wilderness which you're about to hear about which is one of the most like wild areas in the continental united states um or it's just about like you know writing a book or like doing something you aren't that isn't your norm something you're not comfortable with but something that you're like you're called to do uh so i hope you guys connect with that um i really appreciated talking to george it was fun connecting with him and yeah let's get right into it this is the like a bigfoot podcast number 138 with george black All right, guys, this week we are sitting down and talking to George Black. Um, George, I'm really excited to talk to you, man. Can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea about yourself uh, just to kind of start the show?
1: Sure. Um, So I've been guiding entrepreneurs since 1992. I help them develop their best strategies, create sustainable profits, build great companies. And the way I've done that is as... I basically started to outsource chief financial officer services, but I would I would ask guys, I would ask business owners and entrepreneurs and say, well, where are you headed? Because if I know where you're headed, I can do a better job swinging the business elements all behind you. And let's say, oh, I'm going to increase sales. I'm like, yeah, but where are you headed? And they go, <laughs> Well, I'm going to increase sales. I had the same conversation, just as so you know, with a with a country that with a company that at the time was like a run rate of 80 million dollars in sales. So it doesn't matter what size it was. Rackspace hosting. I say, where are you guys headed? And they go, George, technology changes every three months. We don't know. Yeah. I said, Oh, I didn't know that. Really? <laughs> technology changes. No idea. Oh, so <laughs> where are you headed? Yeah. And this was like head knocking with the CEO and. I called him the chief strategic officer. And, but the coolest thing, we, we, we had a breakthrough and they decided, you know what we want to be in five years, we want to be the number one in managed hosting. And that's where, so I had developed this strategic process to help me CFO companies. And with, with Rackspace, I ended up using that process with them. And we, it's called the next level navigator. Uh, we'll get into that, I'm sure, in my book and that sort of thing. But it, it worked, and they were the number one in managed hosting, actually in four years, not five. So that's a little bit about the business side of my life. Um, the other side of my life is is equally as fun and adventurous. Uh, I try to do – well, I love to travel yeah. and, and do adventure trips. And fortunately, my sons enjoyed that too, um, although they're now – like having real jobs and stuff. So it's a little bit more difficult.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Let me ask you, like as a dad, then when you were, when your kids were young, how did you get them into enjoying adventure? Like, is there a magic trick? I know there's not, I know there's not, but.
1: (laughs) Okay. That's a great question. That is a great question because, uh, so my youngest son, uh, well, first of all, two things. They, you, you need to learn each person, each kid is unique. Yeah, They have their own personalities. And I decided this was a huge movement in my life, but I discovered growing, uh, looking back, I had always had to move to where my dad was. So if my dad liked classical music, I had to move to classical music if I want to have interaction with him. I caught that in my own life, and I decided to move to where my kids were at. What did they like? So my oldest, turns out, he really enjoyed hunting. We discovered that. How did we discover it? We just went on said he just kind of said, yeah, I might be interested in doing that, so we did. Well, my youngest son, he wanted to do Boy Scouts, and it it wasn't for Boy Scouts, it was for the friends he was with, okay? And then we were with this one troop, and it was not great, okay? (laughs) And so, we, I found this troop that did adventure trips, and and so we switched troops, and we were going to go on a backpacking trip. It was a major, major backpacking trip, 10 days, 100 miles, that kind of thing. And, and my son was like, he's 14, about to turn 14, and he's like, Dad, why do we, what? I don't want to do backpacking. That's stupid. <laughs> and, and I go, well... And this is, this was kind of from the scoutmaster, who was this older man who's very wise with this stuff. He goes, we go backpacking to see things we couldn't see any other way, except by backpacking to them. (laughs) And he goes, yeah, I don't want to go. (laughs) And, and, and I said, okay, you're going to go, I'm going to make you go on this trip. But after that, it's your call. Yeah. But you got to do, you're in Boy Scouts, you backpack in Boy Scouts. I had done it. I did some amazing trips. Well, we get on the trip and he discovered he loves backpacking. Yeah. And uh, I think, I think what it is. So, like my oldest son, he and I did, he was in, when he was 14, I took him on a kind of an adventure trip. It was, it was a little staged, but not too badly. But, Outside of that, we did an amazing rock climbing in the Grand Teton National Forest. We climbed a pinnacle. We shouldn't have been. We were. We had a guide. Had a guide. <laughs> but uh, we loved it. So you just try different things, and you just see. My oldest son kind of likes backpacking, so he went, well, we did this amazing trek in the Yukon uh, on the Klondike Trail, which is very famous. Um but you just try different things yeah. with them and see see what they like. And more than likely, if you like outdoors, they're going to like outdoors. So that's a great place to start. Yeah,
0: just kind of exposing them to all sorts of different activities. and Right. And being open
1: not to do what you want to do, but yeah, to do what they want to do. So if – because I was like, I would love to learn how to fly fish. I've done a little fly fishing. And so I exposed my sons to fly fishing. My younger son kind of caught on to it more than my older son did. Uh, but that's the kind of thing, but it didn't really take with any of us. Yeah. And I wanted to, you know, a uh, river runs through it. Come on, fly fishing, the whole deal. Yeah. I mean, oh, man. That's so sweet. No one tells you about the mosquitoes and all of that,
0: you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> getting your feet soaking wet. Well, I know you have those things it's on
1: freezing so. cold water. Yeah, no one mentioned <laughs> freezing cold water.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I get it. I think with a lot of things in life, and you know, as people kind of chase their own goals and you know things like that, and we'll get into what your definition of entrepreneurs are in a second, but I think part of it is just. Sometimes you got to just know how to like ride the wave, if that makes sense, where it's like Mm -hmm. you got to if you go out, you got to know like, hey, I don't know what's what the outcome is here. You know, I'm going to take my kid backpacking. I don't know what the outcome is. They could hate it. They could whine for 10 days straight or they could absolutely love it. But like we're going to go out and try it and we're going to do our best with (laughs) with whatever happens. So.
1: Right. And so my younger son, the end of the story, it's not the end of the story, but the continuation of the story is not only did we do some amazing treks uh, until he went to, well, he went to college, but it's not really a college. It's really a military school called West Point. Oh, yeah. And uh, he he loves the outdoors. And he got his ranger tab, the toughest combat school on the planet. He passed. No I mean, way. he did. And with, with relish i mean you know it's like dad all those knots i learned in boy scouts man i was acing them you know and yeah. he's rock climbing. he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff running through the woods no food no sleep and uh swamps
0: well it's funny it's like My older brother would never do that yeah His well dad would be- it's almost like without that guidance like you know as a parent you're like i don't want to take all the credit here but it's like you know, if you didn't expose him to that stuff, that might not have been the path he eventually went down. Right. You know, right. Which is awesome. And, you know, based off of that path, like, could you imagine the feeling of accomplishment you would get from going through Army Ranger school? You would, it would just be amazing. You know, you'd have this great self worth you know, from accomplishing that. And I think, I think you're owed a little bit of it. Like, Hey, like, you know, I did a good job. Like this is the path. Like I didn't expect this path, but it kind of worked out that way.
1: Well, thanks Chris.
0: Which is cool. (laughs) Do you want to get in real quick? I, we were talking a bit about your definition of entrepreneurs. Um, which is a word I can say, because earlier when we were talking, I was like, how do you, entrepreneurship? So, yeah, Uh, Yeah. do you want to kind of tell us that? Because I really connected with that idea. Yeah,
1: So, so the book, so it took me like eight years, and the book was an idea that I had that it really includes my entire Next Level Navigator process. And as we were talking earlier, and you really like the format of the book, and it's these letters. Uh, from a young guy that wants to be an entrepreneur, doesn't know what that's all about, writing to an older man who is more experienced, he's really looking for what's known as a sage. And I, in the foreword, I kind of jokingly say, you know, that's not a bush or a plant. It's yeah. a person of great wisdom. But Mr. A is his name. And the book is called Dear Mr. A, Letters Revealing the Secrets of an Entrepreneur, which is about to be retitled, so you'll find it on Amazon under the name The Next Level Entrepreneur. But Mr. A tells, tells Max, anyone with a vision for anything is an entrepreneur, but life becomes a real adventure for those who act on their vision and seize opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so the way I characterize it: Have you ever been standing in line, like I don't, it, I don't care what it is, waiting for a movie ticket in the grocery store, the post office in particular, and you're, you think there's such a better way to be doing this than the way these people are doing it? <laughs> you're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Now you may never do anything with that, but that's, I think most of us have that inside of us. So, and I think. Look, if you like adventure, you're an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, uh, the parallels to an adventure trip and launching a business endeavor or living in a business endeavor, there's a lot of similar similarities.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think most people, if you talk to them, have those ideas where they're like, you know, what is a great idea? cereal milk you know like milk that is the leftover cereal you know like something something like that you know where it's just like the silly idea and most people have them and yet you know there's a going from that initial kind of inspiration to like actually putting in the work and putting in the time and building the product like that's where it becomes difficult but yeah you're right like i think most people have an entrepreneurial side um, just whether or not they act on it is kind of you know and there's a couple parts of the book that um, I wrote down and I want to mention I really like this idea of going after a big dream Um, you know like because everyone tells you everyone's like dream big you know dream big go dream big go dream big like I'll tell my students that you know but that's difficult to do You know, can you kind of expound on that idea a bit? Like when you're talking about dreaming, actually, yeah,
1: actually, the worst advice you can give someone is follow your dreams. Yeah. So the subtitle of the, the new subtitle is so it's the next level entrepreneur. Focus your passions, map your direction, build a great company or. And really, honestly, this whole book can apply. And we're actually seeing this with with different people using it, Uh, whether it's your business or yourself, you can use it totally on yourself and it works great. Um, Why do I say follow your dreams is bad advice? Because it it may not be you may not be able to monetize it. You may starve to death. Depends what your dreams are. So, but it's better focus your passions. So what it is, Chris, is what are your passions? Until we develop that in the whole first part of the book is what really makes you come alive and and happen to that. So if you like adventure, for example. Or, and we do it with dreams. So as a little kid, what were some of your dreams? And I'll just pick one. That This is real. Uh, one guy, because we've done this with college students. We've taken them through the whole book in a college class, a strategic management class. I have a friend. In fact, he wrote the foreword to the book. Uh, he's a strategic management professor. And and so like one student would say like, I, I, well, when I was a little kid, I wanted to be Indiana Jones. I'm like thinking, what little boy didn't want to be Indiana Jones? That right? is
0: my only dream, by the way. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. Why does it have to be snakes?
1: I know, man. Really? Well,
0: I—that's I, one of the many ways, you know. I'm exactly yeah. like Indiana Jones that I hate snakes. <laughs> <laughs> How are you with a bullwhip? You know, I'm terrible. But one of our—I mean, this is complete side note here. Uh, I, I was walk—I did an outdoor activity with my seventh graders, and we're walking in past these temporary classrooms that some of the eighth graders are in. And one of the history teachers like you gotta you gotta watch this. And this girl came out with a bullwhip, and she's like, like no a legit bullwhip person. And I was like, man, yeah. she needs to teach me so I can be fulfill my destiny. You you
1: should. Okay, so let's play with that. That's that's awesome okay. because someone who's really good with a bullwhip, it is the most amazing thing you've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a gun going off, bam, yeah. bam, 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 right? I'm I'm in Texas, right? So you know, so everyone has we, bullwhips. We have, <laughs> yeah, 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 full whip country. And so, um, but but it's like, so with that, with that co- so he's a college student. He goes, yeah, so that doesn't tie to anything. I said, whoa, ho, ho, yes, it does. Because tied to that dream of being Indiana Jones is a desire for adventure. Yeah. It's not just you're going to go up and be an archaeologist and go to Egypt and find the Ark of the Covenant. It's more about you have a desire for adventure. And what do you do today? as a 22-year-old college student or a 50-year-old man or whoever you are, to feed that passion. What do you do? And um, I don't quote this in the book, but I do quote Thoreau in the book. And and he wrote, most men, or the mass of men, which is most men, um, live lives of quiet desperation. And um, in other words, they never live into their passion. They never live into who they are and i can't speak about women cuz i'm not one but i can speak about a lot of men i see that as they get older and older it's like what happened to that guy yeah you know he's he's lost the youth you know well you don't have to lose youth you just stay in your passion and your desire and that's what i try to illustrate in the book with mr a because he's more passionate than max and so um i it is this does this make sense yeah. so it's like it ties to your dreams, but it's not following your dreams. It's focusing your passion. And some of those passions, you might be able to to have this amazing overlap where you can overlap your passion into you, what you're doing for a living. Yeah. Or, even, or if you're an entrepreneur, into the business you want to have.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think let me kind of give a summary of... Uh, like the I was telling you earlier the format of your book is interesting because I've read a lot of business books and You know some of them are really great and some of them are like a lot kind of more dry, I guess um, Right. I hate those. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and your format is basically you have this guy who is a Young like what you say like 22 or something like a yeah, young, says- young man He wants to be an entrepreneur um, and is looking for guidance looking for a mentor and he writes this like guy who's like made it you know um Mm -hmm. and and the whole book is the letters back and forth between these two characters and through that you're able to uh acknowledge some of the self-doubts that most people have especially if they're starting their own endeavor and you know for our conversation purpose like it's about like people who are wanting to do something with their lives and yet are lacking all sorts of confidence to be able to do it so right. you know being an entrepreneur you know doing having a business things like that but there's also like hey like i envision my life in a certain way like i envision myself as like an athletic healthy happy person. And yet the person I look in the mirror and see, is not necessarily that? And I think there's a lot of connections between those two ideas in it, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I enjoyed the format because you do acknowledge all of these self doubting questions that like it's natural for everyone to have. And then you demonstrate that Mr. A who is the successful entrepreneur, the mentor in this case um he's a regular person like he went through all this as well like it's a natural process to go through
1: yeah we might add to this that the letters are set and actually the first letter is written uh in on uh july 10th 1941 yeah and max so max goes through about well so pearl harbor occurs in december of that year and then Max goes into World War II right after that. And there's not a lot of letters there. We just kind of, there's just a little filler information. But the, the thing is, is that by the point he gets ready to go to the war, he has processed a lot about who he is, but it's still like like you're describing. There's this uncertainty about, yeah, this is kind of da-da-da. But in the crucible of the battle and the wars that he would go through over the next couple of years, he just, he gets refined, and he begins to figure out he's really a leader. Yeah. And he's a leader of men in a, in a significant kind of way. So I think, I think basically it, most people just kind of go through life and they don't think about it. What I'm trying to do in this book is get people to think about what you think about. Yeah. And, and if you can think about what you think about, you're gonna be an amazing individual
0: yeah as an educator metacognition is the number one tool to find student success and like you know in in learning if you are being metacognitive if you're thinking about your thinking while you're learning something new that Mm -hmm. is extremely powerful and kind of like speed up the process
1: yeah. Yeah. And so, so then I think for all of us, we hit these experiences that test us Yeah, and it, what are we going to get tested on is what we've been working on. And if you've been working on nothing, well, that's what you're going to get. Not nothing.
0: Gonna, yeah. You're not going to get and, tested.
1: <laughs> and honestly, I will tell you, there is nothing more testing than a 10 day backpacking trip yeah. with a small group of people that were formerly your friends <laughs> <laughs> and about three days into the trek you discover who, who are these people yeah. and why on earth would I and then you're they're discovering the same thing about you by the way yeah. <laughs> and then by about day six you're you're the closest friends you've ever had in your life I mean it's amazing the transition in ten days and you're discovering you know all the preparation was helpful but you should have prepared this a little bit better you know. Um, but there's a test that's going on the whole time, uh, on all kinds of levels, relational, physical, mental, spiritual, everything.
0: Yeah. I think adventure really illustrates that in a really easy, concise way for people to understand. Just like you just said, like if you're out in the wilderness for 10 days and there's like all you're doing like there's a lot to do obviously in those 10 days like setting up camp and all that stuff but all the other distractions have been taken away and you get to see yourself for who you truly are and you get to see other people for who they truly are and there's a lot of learning there i'm curious to hear like what other lessons have you connected like you said earlier you have these two areas of your life like your business entrepreneur side Um, But then you have your adventure and like dad and all that. Um, What lessons have you learned from your adventure side that you've been able to apply to your business side?
1: That's a great question. The, I think, okay, so I've been doing this. I've been working with companies and individuals, entrepreneurs one-on-one for, since 1992. Okay. And Mm -hmm my next level that I was challenged on a couple of years ago is what I've been doing one-on-one with companies is to take it one to many. Well, this is effectively starting all over. So five years ago, or I think it was a little longer than that. Six years ago, um, my son and I did, my youngest son, we did the Bob Marshall Wilderness, which if you're not familiar, that's – so you've got Glacier National Park, and then it's, it butts up to that. It's called the Bob Marshall Wilderness Area. Yeah. It's a million acres of the most pristine wilderness in the 48 states and the highest bear population. And we did 10 days over 100 miles. We went south to north on that track. Well, five years later, I went with the same. It was our venture troop. Um, he was not with us, but I went with him as an adult and we went east to west. We saw, because we didn't get to see the, the, the reason you do the Bob Marshall is to see the Chinese Wall, which looks like the Great Wall of China. It's a natural formation. And it's like, I felt like I was starting all over. I've, I've done a number of backpacking trips, but it, it feels like you're starting all over. Um, I think a serial backpacker is like a serial entrepreneur. And And so you go, you, the only thing that's the same is, you know, all the drills, you start measuring out things or your food or, or, you know, your gear and your preparation and getting in shape and all that kind of stuff. This, this new thing I'm doing is starting, feels like I am starting completely over. Now I've got great experience. I couldn't write this book 30 years ago because I was stupid. (laughs) I didn't have any experience. I yeah. didn't have any wisdom, right? And and so, so I do have I do have a base to build off of. But there's a whole nother. I don't have an audience. I don't have I don't have a great following. I don't have a, you know all these customers. I just did you know a few companies at a time for 25 years. So that's I don't know if this is answering your question, but that's kind of. That's one of the ways I connect it too. It's like, first of all, it's there's the same thrill. I mean, when you're starting, when you take the first step on the trail, yeah, it's like you're fresh, you're rested, your backpack's <laughs> really heavy because you've got all this food and water and stuff like that. And I always have like you know five or six apples because. By day five, you don't have any more fruit left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's your big treat or whatever, you know. And and that's the way it is. And then you your day into it, and, well actually this last time, we were misdirected and we walked five miles out of the way on the first day, and it's like, oh my God, I've used up all my energy on the first day and I got nine more, you know. <laughs> it was like and it wasn't five flat miles, by yeah. the way. It was five up and oh, down yeah. miles
0: definitely five miles going through a wilderness is like completely oh, different we but. were yeah it was <laughs> anyhow.
1: so so that's what it's like you're like into this adventure and with an entrepreneur deal like like what i'm doing and it's live truly com is 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 our platform where we're we're basing everything out of but it's like Boom! Starting all over. I got to take all the material I've got. I've got tons of content in my brain, yeah. but I got to start putting it out into courses. I've got to, it's in the book, yeah, and 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 in processes and stuff like that. So if I don't think if I did adventure trips, there's no way I'd probably be trying to be like my friends, you know, retiring to Punta Gorda, Florida, to collect seashells or
0: something, <laughs> which obviously doesn't, you know stoke your passion right like no i'd i'd, I'd die yeah i'd die
1: i just you know just kill me
0: <laughs> well i remember uh i was in iowa city and it was flooding and me and my friend went out to put some sandbags together in in a neighborhood and i remember this guy came out and he was probably like man approaching 90 years old and he came out and he starts shoveling sandbags with us, like as best he can. Wow. And we were talking to this guy, and I was like, Man, like, why are you doing this? Like, this is why we're here. You know, you don't have to. We're here. We're going to help you out. We're like young college guys right now. Right. And uh, he's just like, Man, once I stop moving, I stop moving. So I'm going to keep <laughs> moving. And I've always, that lesson's always stuck with me. So I get it. I get the personality type of, you know, like, I. I just need, I want to keep doing this because this is truly what I'm passionate about, which is super cool.
1: Right. And, and that's the key right there is it's knowing what excites you yeah, and what stirs you. There's a quote, there's a quote I've, I've heard that I really like. And it's like, don't, don't ask, um, don't ask what the world needs and do that. Instead, ask what makes you come alive and do that. Yeah. And and then now I don't know if you can necessarily monetize that or not, but you can still be, you can still have Indiana Jones adventures and not be an entrepreneur if that's not your deal. Yeah. And have a day job that, you know, provides the security or that's the whatever that you're, you're needing. But I imagine even in the day job doesn't mean it's not in your passions because you were talking about teaching and you light up when you start talking about teaching so and and um helping students learn and understand so so you may not be consciously thinking of that but if you give yourself the freedom not to live someone else's life then you're giving yourself permission to live your life
0: yeah I, i there's a part in the book that you talked about that um trying to see, I wrote it down a little quote. Cause I really liked it. Uh, I mean, there was a part where you were talking about, uh, basically like you, I think you stated like not knowing the future, but like dreaming your future, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of the same idea we were just talking about where it's like when you go on an adventure or you're starting a business opportunity or something like that or whatever, and you don't know what the outcome necessarily is going to be, but you're just like, hey, I'm along for the ride right now. Um, I think that's huge. I think that's huge in success is what you just said, like follow your passion. You might not necessarily always know where that is going to take you, like where you're going to wind up. But like I know for me personally, by chasing these adventures, like like you, you just mentioned, I light it up when I talk about teaching But I also I think it's because I also have this other side of me where I'm able like I go out and do these adventures because I know that fulfills me as well. And then that bleeds over into my work and I can become a more passionate person because I'm like actually pursuing my passions in all aspects of my life, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, yes. Yes, it does. And Max, actually, in his opening letter, see, he writes Mr. A, and he asks one question, and it's like, how did you know the future? Because Mr. A now is the owner of – he's built this gigantic telecommunications business, 1941. He started off as a telegraph operator in the 1890s. And so – but all Max is seeing is this gigantic corporation that he's got. And he goes, Well, how'd you know the future? How did you know all of that was going to happen? And Mr. is like, I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. I didn't know what was going to happen. But I started finding knowledge and wisdom by pursuing this, and I loved that. So I started pursuing what I loved. And this is what happened.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any. Um any mentors that you look up to, whether it's people you actually know or whether it's stories that inspire you in that sense of people that have followed their passion and made, um, made their life work based off of that.
1: Well, yes. Um, early on, um, there were, there were several men that, uh, at, at university, there were several men who, um, in different ways were inspiring me because of living and and really inspiring me to live into, live into passion. Uh, in fact, one of them, uh, one man had a significant impact on me because he encouraged me into a language program for the summer and it got me to travel. And I mean, after that, um, I was traveling everywhere and it was, it was a, it was a language program in Italy and, um, uh, After all those years, I've gone I've gone back and I've maintained contact with with the friends I met and the family there and um, took my youngest son there last year. And we stayed with my friend in this tiny, tiny little village in Tuscany. And uh, my Italian mother is now 90 and she's still very good. And it's just so so. You know, it's just like I was talking earlier, you know, like, how do you know where your kid's passion are? You just try different things and you kind of do that on yourself. Yeah. Um, don't. And I think the antidote is don't settle. Don't just go. Don't resign, because that's what Thoreau's talking about. Desperation. Resignation is. See, most men resign and that's desperation. And it's just this resignation. And they just sort of resign and they go, what does resignation look like? It looks like this. Well, I guess no one will ever buy my book I guess no one I guess I'll just try to work with companies one-on-one until I die or run out of money and then I'll die or (laughs) well I do have good connections at a homeless shelter here in town so maybe I could do that yeah that's resignation. that's resignation and um,
0: what leads people to resignation do you think disappointment yeah so
1: what happens is and this is in the book. So what happens in life is um we get the oh be polite here the stuffings <laughs> substitute your own word there the stuffings beat out of us. Yeah. Uh the older we get. And so I identify that as disappointment. You can call, so it's it's usually a lot more severe than just being disappointed. Um so you put all this time in and I was expecting this to happen and boom, nothing did. They didn't hire me. Um I've I've got this degree and I did all that didn't work out. Um I'm selling nothing wrong with selling coffee at a Starbucks,
0: but it's being on I, a a path like being like thinking like I should be on this other path, but now I'm on this path. Right. You know.
1: It's and so well, I'll regroup, and um, or you know, and then God forbid that some kind of addiction comes in, yep. where you know you get whatever, and um, you know, I mean, or tragedies happen. Yeah. You know, the tornado blows through. I talk about this in the book, and it's an utter disruption in your life. And this is this is a place in the book that I I think this is. I don't think I'm borrowing this from anybody particularly. Yeah. I think this is really something I've, but I'm sure someone else has probably talked about it before, but I call it creative disruption and it's creativity coming out of disruption. So we have two choices. When tragedy hits, like um, there's a town between San Antonio and Austin called Gerald, Texas that was wiped out by a tornado. Jeez. I mean, that don't mean just like there was a few trees left. I mean, nothing the was, was there. The
0: town wiped. Wow.
1: Completely wiped off. Okay. That is utter disruption. And you have a choice to either just completely collapse within yourself in depression and discouragement and despair, or go, Whoa, what now? And that's the question you ask. In disruption you ask, what now? Yeah. And because, well, we can build back Gerald Texas however we want it to build. Yeah. However we want it to look. We can do it any way we want. And so, so in that same analogy, which is developed in the book, uh, you, you know, when we have, and we all have them, I'm sorry, and very sad about that, but we live in a world that's broken and messed up. Yeah, And, and so stuff's gonna happen. Uh, Forrest Gump calls it a little different word there, <laughs> but uh,
0: yeah, it's uh, the what can you control versus what you, can't you control.
1: Yeah, so Chris, I'm just guessing I'm a little older than you are. Uh, <laughs> I've come to discover the older I get, the less I really don't have control over anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but there's the acceptance of that too. You know. Well, yeah, and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean I give up.
1: Yeah no 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 I embrace it. I embrace it because it's like I can only do what I can do and then you know I can build a great I can write a great book, okay? But I beyond that and I can do the best I can to market that book. But I can't control what happens. Yeah. You, you know, it might go viral and <laughs> it might not.
0: Yeah. It's the controllables and but I think that's a much more peaceful way of looking at the world. You know, if I'm what? up, if I wake up and I'm upset because it's raining out, like for me, because I go for a run, you know, as I'm training to do some dumb, like long distance stuff, right? And I wake up and I'm like, I look outside and I hear the wind blowing and I hear the rain and I'm like, <sighs> I can't control that. I have no control over that. So, but I can control whether or not I actually like tie up my shoelaces. And head on out the door, that is under my control, and I think just defining that like right. this I control, this I don't control, it takes a lot of stress off, you know yeah yeah
1: so, no, that's that that is true, that's true,
0: yeah um I think i I connected with the idea of a mentor too, um <clears throat> yeah. you know the whole book is about mentorship, basically, or you call it you know finding a sage um it's the idea of like having someone to talk to face to face and bounce ideas off of. And actually I was talking with a friend about this on the last uh, episode of the podcast. And, you know, he was talking about like with the internet nowadays, like I can go on, I can research a lot of, a lot of things. um, But sometimes that goes in one ear and out the other. But if I'm sitting down face to face and I'm like picking the brain of somebody who I respect and somebody who has a lot to teach, um, that's a much more powerful tool.
1: Yeah, here's the reason a sage is important. So, so yes, and I make a I make an argument in the very beginning of the book. Where are sages? Why are sages so hard to find? And I think they're like diamonds. I think they're meant to be hard to find. Yeah. Because a good sage, you know. Now I use the word sage. So the popular thing is to say get a business coach get a business mentor nothing wrong with that but a sage is something A sage to me is all of that but more yeah and i think i think if you can't find a sage the closest thing you can get are other people in your life who know you and know your story and i I, there's something about a sage, though, and I try to illustrate that through the letters and the relationship that Max has with Mr. A and Mr. A has with Max. And it's an endearing relationship. I think I kind of refer to it, it's kind of a father-son thing, but it's not exactly because he's not his father. Yeah. But but he's there's some father. There, so look, our fathers did as best they could, but I'm a father, and there's stuff. Well, you know, I messed up on or. Just didn't know. Yeah, I mean, I didn't teach my kids how to put in a sprinkler system, for example. So they, <laughs> that's just a missing element of their life. Yeah, and probably some other much more significant things than learning how to put in a sprinkler system. So, a sage is someone who knows us and can speak into our life, and we don't even know the question to ask, but they know the answer to give.
0: Yeah. Do you think? And, do you think people? Let well, let me, let me oh, just yeah, add sorry.
1: one thing. Let me just add one more thought. I think, and I'm kind of riffing on this a little bit, but it, to me, a sage is passionate for us, for for you or me. Our sage wants us to come
0: through. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, I mean, I guess what you just said wants us to come through. But if you are a sage to somebody or you're a mentor, whatever. Um, right. you know, they're going to face struggles. I mean, I'm thinking of it, you know, you just mentioned fathers, like I have three kids. Um, and you, you're like, man, you got to face the struggle. It's going to suck. I don't want you to face it, but I know you have to face it. Like you have to go through this. And, you know, even to connect to you taking your son on a hundred mile hiking trip, you know, I'm sure going into it, you're like, (laughs) you're like, Hey man, there's going to be aspects of this you are not going to enjoy but it's going to teach you so much. Um, so is there a little bit of that? Like this is someone who wants you to succeed, but isn't going to like hold your hand.
1: Right. Because they're not like, so, so, so the instinct of a father is yeah. I don't want my kid to fall and scab his knee or something mm-hmm. like that. Whereas a sage has, well, so a sage in essence is wisdom. Okay. And wisdom is, and I, this is worth reading. It's a little quote here. Tune your ears to wisdom. Concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them. Search for wisdom as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. A guy wrote that like, I don't know, 5,000 years ago. He was a king, richest man, smartest man ever lived, called Solomon. And the deal is there is a sage is a wise person. So in that was and all wisdom really is well it's more than this, but it's it's common sense on steroids. And so they know just they just need to go through this. <laughs> a dad is going like, are you freaking kidding me? My daughter's not about to you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They
1: just need to. You see? Do you feel the difference on that?
0: Yeah, I gotcha. You. Do you think people Do you think most people are actively seeking out one of like seeking out this wisdom?
1: No, I think most people are seeking out how to make an almighty dollar.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Nothing
1: wrong with making money. Nothing wrong with being rich. But the only problem is, well, I've got a friend who's written books and things like that. And. He has a little saying, and he used to have this little saying. I think he stole it from somebody. Uh, but you never see a U-Haul behind a hearse. Um, <laughs> you can't take all this stuff that we accumulate with us. That's true. Some of us may be thinking right now, I'd let are listening to that, going like, "Thank God, I'll just leave it behind, and someone else can deal with
0: it." Yeah, you know? I'm. That's i with, with you there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but so wisdom. I think there's stuff that transcends time and all this stuff. And wisdom, holy smokes, our world today is crying out for wisdom.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, you know, even me bringing up the 90 year old man I saw while sandbagging, you know, he said that as an aside. He's like, hey, once I stop moving, I stop moving. He said that just, that was one sentence in his 90 years of life. And yet here I am like 12 years later and I can recall that specific moment. And that's what, in my opinion, I'm like, that's wisdom right there. I mean, it's something that maybe someone passes on without even really understanding how that connects. And, you know, it might not connect with everybody. Like, you know, you could have put a different guy in that circumstance rather than me. And they might not have remembered that interaction at all. But for whatever reason... It's that perfect moment, that perfect advice that connects with you.
1: While we're on the topic, um, it's worth saying also that just because someone has gray hair doesn't mean they're wise. <laughs> there are, I mean, there's some real cement for brain people out there with gray hair. Yeah. Okay. I think sages are rare and hard to find.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think uh, too, I mean, you're right. Like it could be someone younger than you. I've had students where, you know, they're in my classroom for a whole year. And then at, like at the end of the year, I'm thinking back, I'm like, whoa, like I actually learned a lot from them, you know, right. based off of maybe like the struggles they've they've had to go through. Um, You know, like when you know someone's story, like you mentioned, and then you see how they actually show up every day in the world, it can be like incredibly inspiring. Um Right.
1: Yeah. I wrote in the book and this was when this was a few years ago. So this number is not accurate. But at the time I searched on Amazon and found that there was 2,129,044 books on business. <laughs> yeah, I love that part. <laughs> and, and and I go, really, do we need another one? <laughs> you know, and I'm really thinking this. I'm like, do we need a, uh, you know, and. And so but instead of seeking a sage what I conclude is and I think this is true it's true for me is that instead of seeking a sage we go by 2,129,044 books t- cuz we're we're looking for something yeah and the and and so my feeble attempt in this book is to give a feel for a sage and maybe you can get some sage advice but it's also to stir in you, man, if you meet someone on that caliber or even close to it, man, that's, you want to, um, when I have come across men like that and usually it's been kind of topically. So it's like, well, there's one man who's just, he's my, he's still my mentor. He hates it when I call him a mentor. So I don't, (laughs) but, um, or a sage or something. I mean, but on relationships, this guy is like,
0: yeah amazing yeah i mean it's why you get you know you have friends so you can have conversations and bounce these ideas off of people right Uh, right and i guess i'm fearful of people not having as many face-to-face interactions because of Mm. that you know like you know i'll text my buddies and that's fun but You know, until I'm like face to face sitting with them in a room and we're talking about things and like talking about these big ideas and these life ideas. I mean, that's that's a completely different thing. And I just I hope people don't move away from that because I think there there's a lot to be lost there.
1: Well, yeah. And the other part of a sage is you it's got to be you've got to be willing to be vulnerable and and go, man. It was soul crushing to me when this happened. Yeah, and and then you just kind of put it out there and let them speak into that. Yeah, and and so it's it's with texting or whatever it is, we don't have to, you know, but that's not human. It's inhuman. And and the human the human part of us craves interaction with other human beings.
0: Yeah, so it's not
1: going to go away. Yeah, it's it's going to come out in all kind of weird shapes and forms and things like that, but it's not going to go away.
0: Yeah, I actually think um, the, the like rise of popularity in podcasts is kind of related to that idea, right? Like, I mean, you're hearing these two people have this like these conversations, you know. Right. And part of me is like, yeah, it's awesome. Like for me personally, I think it's great because I get actually sit down and have conversations with people like you where, you know, if I didn't have a podcast, like I probably wouldn't be talking with you for like an hour and a half or whatever, unless I actively seeked you out, you know? Um, so I'm kind of like, you know, I think it's beneficial, but at the same time, I'm like, man, like I hope people are listening to podcasts, but then going out and having conversations themselves with, with people who inspire them or people they can learn from. And right. That's, So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, okay. Um, just to kind of like wrap up here. I mean, we really dug in to the beginning of your book, which <laughs> I definitely like that was the part I really, really connected to because I I feel like it's about people finding their passion or using you already know your passion. So maybe not finding your passion, but using your passion to like experience life at a greater level, right?
1: Right. And that's that's where my new subtitle I think will help. It's focusing your passion. Yes. Just like harnessing your passion. It's like, now now do something with that.
0: Yes. Uh, and I think it was the it's about someone seeking out their passion and dealing with self-doubt. Cause I don't I don't know if you want to touch on this real quick, but like entrepreneurs or anyone who's starting something new you go into it with just like massive amounts of self-doubt.
1: Chris, um, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast if you want to do <laughs> it. Because honestly, I mean, I've been going through that over this past year yeah. where I just hit these walls of just like, I mean, I'm fighting discouragement. I'm I'm just fighting. And it's, it's nothing physically has changed in my situation, but I'm just like, I don't have any audience. I'm not going to, you know, Yeah. it's yes. Yes. You have to battle that. There's a, and, and it will make you better. Yeah.
0: How do you but, battle it?
1: Um, honestly, yeah. prayer is one. Um, the uh, interacting with other people like community, you know, so I've got some really close allies who really aren't connected on business. And then I've got, um, a couple of people who are connected on business. And so um, deep community is is uh, a way to get through it. Who know me, know my story. I know theirs. And I don't need someone telling me what I'm doing wrong in my life. I got plenty of that just from myself. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I need desperately is encouragement. How come, how come, and this is rhetorical, but how come, You know, $100 million athletes get a stadium full of people all cheering for them, but us schmucks out here trying to make, you know, a few (laughs) bucks an hour, there's nobody cheering us on.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: I need, and I don't just mean false cheering or anything like that. What I mean is I need um, someone who really knows me and genuinely, genuinely encouraging and, um, but honest, you know? You know? uh, putting a together a video and this close ally and, and I'm saying like tell me what you really think tell me what you really think I really want to know I've, this book I like the new title and all of that put it in front of other, you know tell me what you really think I want to know yeah but I gotta trust it with people who aren't just gonna smash the hell out of me at the same
0: <laughs> time <laughs> well you kind of want at least for me like I want a reminder of how other people perceive me you know um because sometimes you can get down on yourself you can right you know i i mean I, I always think back to like the first episode of this podcast and i was recording the intro and all i could think of was like dude what are you doing like no who cares what you think you know like <laughs> you know and but my heart was going crazy i was like stressed out and i was sitting in the office In my office by myself no one else is even around and yet i'm like freaking out um and you know sometimes i just think like you know you have friends for a reason like they like you they they perceive you in a certain way like they you're like you know everybody we all have these qualities that people enjoy about us and it's just nice every once in a while to get the reminder of like hey like these are the qualities i enjoy about you you know right right
1: now yeah and you fought through and now look at where you are yeah
0: yeah exactly Uh, and it's just like being consistent and and facing the self-doubt because sometimes you just got to be like you know hey like i'm gonna this is what everyone experiences which is what i liked about your book like the mr a character is like hey like i might you might perceive me as this big like ultra successful guy but I ha- I faced all of the same things you faced, which is cool. Right,
1: right. Let me just add real quickly, yeah. Chris. Is that that mm. I'm I'm not just about talking about like dreams and passions and things like that. I'm a very practical guy. Rubber meets the road. Yeah. How do we execute on this? Yeah. And I think if you have a next level navigator, whether you've done it personally for yourself or for your startup or for your ongoing company, and I've used it on all levels. That uh, not just with me, but with real people and like Rackspace and big companies and small companies everywhere, um, college students is that that helps you so much. Fight if if you had a next level navigator on day one of your podcast yes. and you you had an envision as best you could and and you had a next level and then you had strategies and all this kind of stuff, you go oh this is what it's all about and you can do that for your own personal self your teaching um, I'm saying you personally but yeah. but also you listeners out there let me just say it is it is so helpful in those down moments to go back and I look at it and go well, wait a minute this is totally doable what i've written here is totally doable and it's really needed i want a i want a place Entrepreneurs can go, that's a refuge. It's like coming in out of the rain or the storm and you go, ah, and you get recharged. Yeah. And you're sent back out. That's ultimately <laughs> my huge vision for Live Truly Free.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. Well, George, it was yep. awesome having you on the show. I want to I want you to share like where people can find you and um you know where they can connect with you and things like that before we wrap up.
1: Simply go to Livetrulyfree.com. And you can get a free sample of Dear Mr. A, soon to be titled The Next Level Entrepreneur. Um, It's right there on the front top of the homepage, little green button, just click it and you can download uh, the Dreams to Success Guide is a little sample from the book. You get a feel for it. Um, Would love love to give you one uh, for that. And then also, I hope this isn't confusing, but I'm offering a special mastermind group Going to have eight people called the Burning Issue Mastermind. So, if you're an entrepreneur out there, you've got a burning issue you're struggling with and you can't get through it, this mastermind may be just the thing for you. It's only four weeks. And to find out about it, just go to myburningissue.com. Awesome. But you won't get to, well, yeah, you can. But myburningissue.com will take you to the burning issues, live truly Find out all about what we're doing and we'll be adding a lot more stuff cuz that site's only been up for about 6 months or a few months so That's we're That's awesome. Just ending,
0: ending yeah, where can somewhere. where can people find your book?
1: So my book's on Amazon and um or just go to livetrulyfree.com, click through the link and it'll take you right there. Awesome. Yeah, so, and I'll,
0: I'll add all this stuff in the show notes if you guys are interested. Like I said, I really enjoyed the book. I like the format. I've read a lot of business books and I was like, you know, you sent it like at first I was reading it and I was like I wonder how this is going to be. And then instantly I was like, whoa, this is a totally different approach (laughs) to this. And I, I dig it. So. All right. Awesome. 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 Well, George, thank you so much, man. I've had a blast talking with you. It was super cool connecting. So uh, I wish you all the best in the future. Thanks Chris. You too. Awesome. See you, man all right ladies and gentlemen that wraps up the show uh huge thanks to george again thank you for coming on thank you for sharing your story uh and your ideas and really just you know <laughs> bouncing ideas off of each other with me that was a lot of fun um like i said and like george said in the show his book's called the next level entrepreneur you can check that out um wherever you find books uh or you can check out his website live truly um And the book previously was called Dear Mr. A, Letters Revealing the Secrets of an Entrepreneur. All right, guys. I hope after this conversation, I hope that you are out there truly trying to find whatever it is you're passionate about. And also, like I guess from the perspective of a parent, I hope you're just like keeping an open mind to what your kids are into and you're keeping you're also though at the same time you're exposing them to all sorts of new experiences because you know we all might have these passions or these things that we are just like incredible at but we need that spark right like you need that spark to be able to like let's say who's a famous artist okay ninja turtles ninja Turtles. Michelangelo, No wait, he like did sculptures and stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's say Leonardo, the leader of the Ninja Turtles, Da Vinci uh, never like picked up a paintbrush, right? If he never had the opportunity to have a paintbrush, how is he supposed to know that he's an incredible artist, right? Let's say Leonardo the Ninja Turtle didn't pick up a sword. How does he know he's gonna be like an awesome like samurai thing, so. <laughs> I guess that's my point there is as a parent we think about I think I'm more conscious of this like yesterday I took my daughter skiing and she had skiing lessons for the first time and it was a very conscious effort of like okay let's see if she likes skiing she might not like it this might be a a terrible idea like the ski instructor told me after she took uh, three five-year-olds up the ski lift at the bunny hill and then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> spent the next 40 minutes coming down the bunny hill once which was hilarious as a dad watching that but it might not be a good idea but it might also be the spark that's needed like my daughter came home and she was so psyched she had so much fun even though they took 40 minutes to come down the hill but she had so much fun skiing um she even told me this morning she woke up i was like what did you dream about last night She's like, i dreamt about skiing what do you think i dreamt about dad right Um, and I think as parents, we're more conscious of this, but when we try to apply it to ourselves as adults, we aren't as open to new experiences, right? Like, you know, it's nerve wracking to go like for me, even like I've always, one thing I've always wanted to learn is, uh, I'd love to go to jujitsu class. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Um, at the same time the thing that is stopping me from going is really myself and my self-doubt because it's, it's going to be me walking into a completely new situation. Like I never wrestled or anything like that. Um, I've never worn the cool like gi ninja suit kind of thing, right? Um, and so those things are are what's stopping me. But who knows, like I might love it I might hate it too. Like I I could go to one class and be, like, oh yeah, this isn't for me. But I don't know that right now because I've never tried. Uh, and I think just kids, when we see them, they're open to so many new experiences because literally everything in their lives are new experiences. And we lose that a bit as adults, me included. Um, and I think it's something to strive for. So even listening to this, I mean, if you're, If you're like, I've always wanted to start my own business and yet there's like this reason and this reason and this reason and this reason to not start your own business. Most of that comes down to you aren't comfortable with putting yourself out there because you think you might look foolish. Uh, And I, I, I can say this and yet I'm not walking the walk when it comes to like going to a jujitsu class, but I almost think it's more foolish not to make the attempt. Maybe I'm giving myself a pep talk right now. Maybe that's all I'm doing. I'm like, dude, you should go, right? And then sometimes you need that mentor. You need that that friend that's going to be the one kind of like comfort blanket for you, right? Like I imagine if I went, uh, a guy who's been on the podcast before, Ryan Esdor, um, From Des Moines. He's been on three times. All of his episodes are like some of my favorite ones we've recorded because I love the guy. Um, But if if he does jujitsu all the time, so I know if I was back in Des Moines and he was like, Do you want to go to a jujitsu class? And I said, Yes. Now I have that comfort blanket there, (laughs) which is funny. I hope he hears this and he's like, Wait a second. I'm a comfort blanket, but I have that like, I have a friend there, so it's a bit more comfortable for me to try on my own. And now after that experience, I'm probably going to be able to go a bunch more because now the unknown, which is like, what is class like? What do you do? How do you wear a gi? How do you tie this thing? All those unknowns are now known. Um, and so sometimes that might be all it takes. All right. I just I hope I talked myself into it. We'll see. Only the future can tell. Um <laughs> and i hope you guys enjoyed the episode uh like i said in the beginning i am really grateful to be able to share these guests and their ideas and have these conversations and i hope you guys are using some of these ideas as sparks in your own life all right we'll get back at you next week have a good week see ya